Hello, and welcome to the Still To Be Determined podcast, the podcast that follows up on topics from the YouTube channel Undecided with Matt Farrell. I am not Matt Farrell. (laughs) I am Sean Farrell. I'm his brother, and I'm a writer, and I'm the co-host slash question maker for the podcast. With me is Matthew Farrell. Hello, everybody. Today, we're going to be talking about his most recent episode, which dropped on April 7th, 2020. Will EVs kill the grid? EV charging explained. And I have to start this off with a comment. There are way too many plugs. (laughs) Yes, there are. (laughs) I know that there are reasons why everybody creates their own. Yeah. But it really does reach a point where you're like, can't you guys settle down? Yes. (laughs) Not everybody needs a proprietary plug. Not everybody needs to be Apple. Yeah, I was going to say it's Apple's a prime example here. It's like how the industry, everybody else is using some form of like micro USB in their phones. And here's Apple with their, you know, their dock connector and they went to the lightning connector. And everybody has pretty much centered on USB-C, but Apple's still using their lightning connector for their phones. And it's one of those the reason Apple went that way was because there were certain things they wanted to be able to do with their connector that the standards couldn't do. So they just created their own. Right. But at this point, USB-C has kind of matched what you can do with a lightning connector. So at this point, it's like, why are you still using it when there's this industry standard format now that it's entirely does it possible all? that I made this up in my head, but isn't Apple moving toward USB-C? It seems, yeah, their iPads now, like the iPad Pros, now use USB-C. And so now yeah. it's like everybody's waiting for the other shoe to drop and for them to finally do it with their phones. But for some reason, they still haven't done it yet. And we were expecting maybe they'll do it this year, and they didn't. So right. maybe they'll do it next year. Who knows? It's, right. it's one of those, come on, just just get with the get with the program. Everybody's doing USB-C. Yeah. And that's the same thing with cars now. It's, it's why is everybody <laughs> doing their own Yeah, thing? and it's like I, I, I kept waiting for you to show a plug, which was like you had one that was, you know, like here are three small dots and two large dots below. And then here's one that's three small dots and two large dots above. And here's one that's three small dots yeah. and four large dots below. And I kept waiting for you to show one that was going to look like a squid. It was just going to be like <laughs> – 10 small dots all on their own tentacles that were all connected to a main hose. And it was just like, we're just being different. It's the the very first EVs, you know, there was no fast charging. There was no DC fast charging. So it was always having to convert like the AC. So the original, like the J1772 plug, it can't do DC. It's only mm-hmm. meant for AC. That's the amount of power. That's how it's designed. And so it's like there, there was that technical limitation, which is why you know, this Chatmo format was created that was yeah. used in Japan and started to come out over here in the United States for fast charging. And Tesla was just like bypassed that doing the lightning plug for their cars where it's like, we're going to create one plug <laughs> that'll work the spectrum of what we needed to do. Right. And it took, it took the rest of the industry a, a long time to circle back and come up with some kind of plug standard that can do both. I did notice that there are in the comments, there were, a, uh, you had some good discussion going on here. And again, similar to what we talked about last week with your live stream, your viewers seem to get into nice discussions with each other, which is really yeah. neat to see. Yeah. 
Um, there were some comments that were raising issues about your use of the terminology around kilowatts per hour. And it seemed like there was some confusion about what you were trying to say. Is there anything you wanted to clarify around that? Yeah, I, I do take a little bit of blame for this. I don't think I may have been as clear as to what I was actually trying to get at. But I was trying to equate time as how long it will take you to charge your car, which is why I was using kilowatts per hour. And people were calling me out saying, just it's just kilowatts. And it's like, well, yeah, when you're talking about a battery pack, like the battery pack in your car might be 50 kilowatts. And when you plug it into it, a, a DC fast charger, if that DC fast charger is providing 100 kilowatts of power, that means it'll provide 100 kilowatts over the course of an hour back into the battery, which means it would take 30 minutes to charge from zero to 100 because it was a 50 kilowatt battery pack. And so I was using it as a reference for time. Like if you're charging at you know, mom and dad's house in Rochester in their garage, I'm getting two kilowatts off of their household outlet. And my Model 3 has a huge battery. And I was just trying to equate, like you can expect to add two kilowatts to your battery every hour. So you're adding two kilowatts per hour. Right. And I think that got lost on a lot of people. And there's a lot of semantics involved, but kilowatts is the actual power yeah. And then, but when you add time, that then it becomes kilowatts per hour. So yeah. I was not misusing it. I just, I don't know if it came through as clearly as I meant it to. I was trying to, instead of saying adding right. 50 miles in an hour, I was using, you're adding, you know, 10 kilowatts. In it's like hour. you're trying to, if you were using a combustion engine and you were measuring the amount of time that was passing on the trip per gallon. It yes. wouldn't be, you could, you could equate, you could create an equation that would tell you that information, but it doesn't mean that you'd be saying anything about how much energy each gallon of gasoline provides you. It's just, you're, right. you're using it to calculate time. You're not using it to calculate energy. Yeah. I, I was tr actually trying to make it super clear because if you say, you know, I plug in a supercharger and I added a hundred miles to my car in 20 minutes. Yeah, it's like, it that it's is, hard to understand what that means. What does that mean? Because you're not actually adding 100 miles. That 100 miles is a complete, it's a estimate by the onboard computer where the more accurate way would be to say, I added 25 kilowatts to my battery. Right. You know what I mean? I, you know what I mean? It's like, so that's why I was using the kilowatts. I'm adding 20 kilowatts per hour into my car. So it was a matter of time that I was adding deliberately. <laughs> right. But I think it confused some people on how I was doing that. So for the rest of this discussion, I had some I had some thoughts that were sort of sci-fi jumping off points. Okay. Um, <laughs> I like where you're going with this. But it kind of wraps <laughs> back around to the hard issue of of the charging and the various options for charging. Right. And your video goes really deep into there's the car manufacturer aspect. And then you switch it toward the end and go to the energy provider aspect, mm -hmm. including development of solar and other means of the energy suppliers getting the electricity to the user for their car. Mm -hmm. What I, my jumping off point for all of this is with so many options like the, the, various charging stations where they end up having to have multiple connectors available so that depending on what type of car you show up with, you can charge or 
you even talk about adapters. So somebody would have to carry an adapter in their trunk Mm -hmm. and then switch things out. This strikes me as being, there are hard technological engineering aspects that are real world that go beyond I got a Betamax player or I got a VHS player mm-hmm. because there's lots of instru- infrastructure that has to be built around these things. So is it really smart to let the market decide which of these charging features are the best options? Is it really something that policymakers should step away from and not do anything with and just let Volkswagen roll out its energy plan and your local power plants and roll out its energy plan because that's going to vary widely from region to region. And is it possible that somebody 10 years from now, 15 years from now might buy a car in New York and then move to California and not be able to charge their car because the features available in different regions will be so widely different? That is a... (laughs) Really deep question you just asked as we wade into the, oh my God, yeah uh, policy debate. Uh, that's tricky, Sean. Um, yeah. I, I would say it's, what I find interesting is there's, uh, the way the US is handling it is let the market decide. And the way yeah. the European Union is handling it is, no, you're going to use CS, CCS too. So we're watching both paths play out, which is yeah kind of fascinating. I am more in the side of the way the EU is handling it. I wish we would have policymakers in the States say, no, you're using CSF1. You have to do it across the board. That means Tesla has to use it. I'm actually in favor of doing something like that because Mm -hmm. the last thing I want is like somebody to buy a car and not be able to drive it somewhere because they drive into Vermont and then suddenly there's no charger for them to use because the closest charger is a different standard. It would be like mobile and Gulf gasoline using different nozzles at their gas stations. Mm-hmm. It's it's complete insanity. It's I, I, it would be it would be like it, even further than that. It would be like mobile making a deal with Ford to create a nozzle that will always work the Ford, yeah. but won't work with a GM car. Yeah, and then GM consumers are left in some cases like I just moved to a Ford only region, and what do I do? And the market deciding what sort of videotape player you have in your home, frustrating for consumers. Yes. But not debilitating to, you know, people's lives beyond the initial purchase that a year or so later was like, oh, I picked the wrong horse. This feels like you're talking about uh, companies putting millions of dollars into power stations to put in, you know, effectively building gas stations that are centered around electric vehicles and putting millions of dollars into building these things with the potential of having to effectively refit them a couple of years from now, if things change. And that seems to me like a bad choice for the power companies. Why would they want to build these things? Why would the power provider want to build something now, not knowing what style to use? And is that, in fact, possibly holding back the expansion of some of these power stations? Because companies are basically saying, we don't know what to put in, so we're going to wait. 
I don't know if it's going to delay things, but it's going to add costs. Like you point out, it's like you have to retrofit things. So like in the EU, Tesla had to retrofit their superchargers to put CCS2 plugs on their superchargers. So it's, it's one of those, their superchargers now have two cables. There's the original Tesla connector because older Teslas only have the older Tesla connector. If, if you pick a standard, it means that you're saving money in the long run because yeah. you're just spending millions, like you say, you're spending millions of dollars pulling this stuff out. You don't want to have to go back later and spend hundreds of thousands or millions of more dollars later to retrofit it. It's like, right. it would be better for everybody if we picked it right now and move forward. And so that's kind of what the EU has done. Um, they've set a standard which will make it not only easier for consumers, but it will actually make it easier for manufacturers and for charging station installers. Because it for car companies, the more um, SKUs, the more variations you do on a car or any manufacturing, it adds cost. Of course. So it's kind of like you know how you, you have to have to build a car for you know driving on the right hand side of the road, and you have to build a car for driving on the left hand side of the road. It's like that adds complexity to the manufacturing yeah. and cost. And now they, they also have to do, okay, for this region, we're using this plug standard. And for that region, we're using this plug standard. And so you're having to make sure you have that accounted for as well. It'd be so much better if we could just standardize behind one thing and it would make it simpler for everybody across the board. And then it also provides for opportunities for best practices to be carried over through all vehicles. Yeah. So you don't end up with like the Betamax of cars, basically. Like if a, if a car manufacturer is like, well, we were designing along this power supply sort of usage in our vehicle. So we can't do what that car does. Mm -hmm. It's going to require development of either new technology or potentially licensing from a different car company. Yeah. Tesla might end up providing uh, services to other car companies in order to standardize the service. And I think it's worth that if you end up with the options of you pull into a power supply place and you know everything's going to work because otherwise you end up with the, it continues to give the impression that this is a cobbled together industry. Yes. You know, where it looks like, like, uh, look, I've got an EV and all I have to do is pull this extra hose out of my trunk and then connect it to this connector and then connect this to my car. And then, you know, it, it adds hassle and it adds annoyance to something that's supposed to be as easy as driving a combustion engine. There was, there was an interesting comment. I can't remember who it was, um, that they brought up in some supercharge, not supercharged, but some chargers in Europe, there is no cable attached to the charging station mm -hmm. you you have the cable in your car so you pull up to the charging station you pull the cable out and just plug it in to basically the charger and then your car that kind of sidesteps the you know yeah. as, as as long as the charger has a standard way to plug in any manufacturer can do whatever they want for the other end right <laughs> so that's one way to sidestep it even though i'm i'm advocating for one standard as a tesla owner i can i can tell you tesla owners don't really care about any of this because the supercharger network is so well distributed and that one charging port is so small and tiny and it works across the board from your home to supercharger stations. It's a great user experience for a Tesla owner. We, we, we don't care. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because we, we are already kind of enjoying a really good user experience around it. 
but it's as soon as you get out of the Tesla um, bubble that things become a little more of the wild west and that's where it's like <laughs> right really problematic i want to jump off of that to another one of my my questions which i mentioned earlier i'm thinking along the lines of a sci-fi writer so um <laughs> back to the future oh yeah they take you know the half-finished can of coke the banana peel all the garbage and they shove it in the top of the car at the end power supply is effectively the car itself yeah, you know, that, that there's a thing in the car so that it's not. And I'm reminded of the video that you had about the charging uh, option, which is the wireless charging option where you would yeah. just park over a charging uh, device and that your car would link up with it. Um, have you heard of any charging options which are effectively car centered like I know that the solar technology is not nearly uh, powerful enough at this point where you would have a solar panel on your car and you'd never have to plug in. Yeah. But are there any options that are being worked on that would be your car is basically in isolation and you do not need to plug in? Yes. Uh, solar panels today are n definitely not powerful enough, but there is a company in Europe. I can't remember the name of the company. I'd have to look it up. But they are building a car that is basically covered in solar panels and it generates its own electricity but the amount of electricity it generates over the course of a day um it would not be like driving long distances it would be meant more for a daily driver mm -hmm. like you're driving around town so you're driving maybe 20 30 miles a day and the car is kind of taking care of itself mm -hmm. um the cyber truck um is actually going to have an option for a solar panel on the back uh that has a retractable roof that goes over the truck bed and so there's going to be an option, an upgrade option to have that retractable roof actually be a solar panel. Mm. And Elon has said it will add 15 to 20 miles to your car over the course of a day. So imagine like, like if I got a cyber truck, I work from home, so I don't drive that much anymore. If I drove, you know, 10 to 15 miles in a week, <laughs> right. it's kind of a lot for me. But imagine me having, having a cyber a truck in front of your house would correct. effectively keep it always charged. I would never, ever have to plug my Cybertruck in, ever. It's like I could just get in, drive around town, get my groceries, do, you know, trucking around a little bit and then kind of come home. And then over the course of the next two days, because I'm not driving, it's completely topped itself off and I can do it all over again. Yeah. It's it's one of those, a Cybertruck with a solar panel could be ready for the zombie apocalypse. Right. <laughs> again, so sci-fi. So, so you're, I think what you're you're getting at is, Today, it's not possible to, yeah. to get a car that can really, really satisfy everybody's needs that's self-sufficient. But there's the seed of that that is starting. And it's like, as this gets better, I can see a day in the future, like the sci-fi future, like 50 years from now, you'll never plug in your car at all. It's like right. your car will just... In, in a fact, world you own a car. where the, no one plugs in their car. <laughs> it just gets its, it gets its electricity through the airwaves or from the sun or something. Right. It's like, it's going to, it's going to do things that we can't imagine right now. I think it says a lot about you as who you are as like, you know, like a car guy or a truck guy that you just referred to it as trucking around. <laughs> I have never owned a truck. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a truck guy. <laughs> Matt's not <laughs> Matt's not the guy with his shirt sleeves rolled up and a lot of grease on his no. his face. I've just been uh, working on uh, working on the old car. 
I try what to do pick what up. are you going to do? I'm going to be trucking around later. <laughs> I'm the guy that like goes to the hardware store, picks up a bag of mulch, one bag of mulch. I'm like, Ooh, that's heavy. Yeah. <laughs> Puts it back down. Yeah. What are you doing? Mulching around. Mulching around. <laughs> uh, I wondered if there was ever a vision of this kind of vehicle, meaning an EV where you would actually swap out battery packs. Yeah, there, there are, there, there are Tesla played around with that idea. Um, there are companies in China that are actually doing that kind of thing where there's actually, there's like quote charging stations where you drive your car in. And there was a, I watched a video about this recently where it was like a robotic system that basically came under the car, took the battery pack off, swapped it out and put a new one in. Right. And it can do that in like less than 10 minutes. Right. So if you're going on a long trip, you pull into one of these places, swap your battery out and you keep going. Um, I Why think in my a, head do I have, you know, you, you think like you pull in the car and then the uh-huh. robot pulls the battery pack out and swaps it out. And in my head, as you're saying that I have, you've probably seen the meme video of the automated robotic ice cream station. Yes. And the robot arm holds the cone and the ice cream comes out and it misses the cone entirely and then the cone moves on and then the syrup comes out and just sprays at the window and then the cone moves on and then sprinkles like five pounds of sprinkles just shower the cone and then a cone full of sprinkles comes out the opening and gets thrown at the the user <laughs> so as you describe like oh yeah the they're working on a technology where you drive your car in. and i thought oh for the love of god get out of the car <laughs> picture a robot arm just like smashing through the window grabbing the driver by the neck and throttling them just swapping out the battery you're ready to go (laughs) you're welcome yeah my one reaction when i saw that video was this seems like a stupid idea but it was it for me it feels like it's it's fixing it's a solution to a problem that's not a long-term problem. Yeah, that makes sense. And also with like Tesla, where the entire base of the car is your battery pack. Yeah. That's not a realistic option. But I imagine if you end, if techno, if battery technology reached a point where the battery, the storage capacity of the battery was really, really high, but the battery itself was really, really small compared to what is currently available. But the charging rates maybe were really, really slow that would become an option that would be more attractive where yeah. if you had something that was like the size of a briefcase or maybe the size of a suitcase where you opened up the trunk and actually pulled a thing out and just slotted a new one in yeah because it was going to be like this is a week's worth of driving yes you just slam it into place and then you go and you go for a week and then at the next place you'd basically be paying for um the electricity itself and then the reuse of those batteries would be a cost that would be absorbed by the charging companies. Yep. I mean, I also imagine that looking at that as the solution is also imagine they're out of batteries. So you pull up to one, you come in. Yeah. I mean, it, it comes with it a whole host of things like you'd have to have the cars would have to be able to use a system where it would be able to check for available batteries at certain locations. So if you needed electricity, you'd have to say, Oh, I have to drive 15 miles to the West because that's the nearest battery that's available. Exactly. Where today it's a whole host of other. Yeah. Yeah. Today you just have to find a charging station. It's like, and yeah, there may be a little bit of a line if, if it's a busy season or something like that, but 
it's it's a lot more it feels a lot more reasonable than yeah it's a lot more end user friendly yes swapping out battery swapping out battery packs so i think what we've concluded on i don't even know if that's a sentence (laughs) i think the conclusion we've reached is that we really need power connectors that are shaped like octopuses with as many tentacles as possible yes complexity is good complexity is the solution (laughs) yes (laughs) so let us know what you think you can reach out to us via twitter at still tbd fm or directly to me at by sean farrell to matt at matt farrell or at undecided mf be sure to watch matthew's latest videos from undecided with matt farrell on youtube and check out the podcast's home at stilltbd.fm. You can subscribe to us through iTunes, Spotify, and all the usual podcast providers. Please leave us a rating, a review, and share us with your friends. It really helps the podcast. The podcast helps the channel. The channel helps Matthew. And then Matthew helps me. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time. My dog is losing her mind right now. <laughs> um, she feels then, very strongly, I understand, about Tesla. Yeah, don't get her started on CCS2. Oh, man, she can't stand it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's so big. Why is it so big? The Tesla one's so small. <laughs> is that a mailman? <laughs> uh, but hopefully the, she, you can't hear her. But uh, the the... I forgot where I was going with this. I'm not editing any of this out, by the way. I I don't think you should. Uh, My dog just threw me for a loop. Oh, here she goes again. Can you hear her? (laughs) Yes, I can. (laughs) Just push through it. Just go. Okay, so the CCS2 chargers. um, I guess I completely forgot where I was going with that. And now she's quiet. (laughs) No, she's not. (laughs)